Welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Clayton Chaplin, diver at Ohio State University. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Get over to sidelinescout.com. Check out Poolside Live. You can always upgrade to the box package. Um, but at a minimum, that Poolside Live, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's a perfect TiVo replacement. The controls are easy to use. It gives you everything you could ever possibly want. Um, obviously I've been enjoying the clipping feature when I'm in season, but I'm out of season right now. So, uh, I think that's the case for a lot of different people. So this is a great time right now to get hooked up for next year. Again, sidelinescout.com poolside live at a minimum. And the other one thing I want to mention, uh, if you're new to this sport, we have a diving one-on-one episode. It's episode number two. It explains the ins and outs of our sport, the numbers, the letters, how to score points, the degree of difficulties, all that fun stuff. So check out episode two, Diving 101, if you are new. Awesome. So Clay, um, just kind of take us through your diving journey, how you got started in the sport. And then as you go through, kind of touch on the recruiting process. A lot of our young listeners want to hear how that recruiting process went and how you decided on Ohio State. Um, So just take us from where you started, how you got to where you are now, sir. Yeah, absolutely. So I started diving when I was nine years old. It was back in 2012. So I had just seen the Olympics and, you know, obviously David Badaya was, you know, having a great career at that point. So seeing all of that just kind of, you know, led to me being recommended to Mile High Dive Club, which was like kind of, you know, one of the diving programs that we have out in Colorado. And they have like lots of different groups. So I started practicing you know, like at the beginner group, kind of just at the home pool. And I'd go out maybe an hour or so, like a couple times a day. And just from there steadily, you know, um, you work into like more time commitments and change pools and start working with more advanced coaches and more advanced groups as you learn new dives and kind of, you know, figure out the sport a little bit more. So I just kind of went through that process with mile high from the ground up basically. And, you know, we have lots of different facilities spread out all throughout the state. So, you know, we're driving all over the place. Like when we want to do platform, we've got to go down to the air force Academy because that's actually the only platform in Colorado. And then we've got another pool in Arvada, Colorado, which is like a couple hours away from that. So we're kind of all over the place and uh, you know, you just use the facilities that you've got. And thankfully, Mile High has like a super amazing dryland facility. It makes it super easy to like, you know, build things up. Like when I was learning diving, it was pretty interesting because it, it always sort of felt like I had done the dive like before I actually tried it out for the first time. Cause you know, you do like a front dive and then a front flip and then you just kind of put it together and it kind of just, you know, flows. So, you know, kind of, you know, all the way through to my graduation, in 2021, I was just sticking with Mile High, using their facilities and their fantastic coaches and everything, and then started recruiting. Um, you know, I remember my recruiting window opened at Zones, and, you know, that's when you can start, like, actually talking to coaches and everything. So, you know, Mile High um, prepares you for that. They have you, you know, come up with a huge list of schools that you'd want to go to. Like, I think they ask you to do like a hundred or 50 or something like Mm -hmm. so many schools that you would potentially be interested in. And then you meet with them over the course of like a couple weeks and they help you narrow it down and you put together an email and a recruitment video. And then you send it out to, you know, coaches that you want to get in contact with. And sometimes they contact you 
And then, you know, eventually you have five visits and um, you can take as many unofficial visits as you want, mm -hmm. but you have mm -hmm. five official visits where you can go and, you know, tour the campus, meet the team. And it's like more of an official process. So you get five of those. So, so I started taking, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. You were walking right into it. I was going to say, so what um, schools did you take your official visits to? So I actually only took four official visits because by the time I was going to take my fifth, I pretty much had already decided where I wanted to go. So my first visit, I went to Duke. Um, great visit. Loved it out there. Um, second visit, I think, was to Ohio State. Mm -hmm. or, or maybe it was to Iowa. It was uh, – Oh, yeah. One of the, yeah, so visits two and three were Ohio State and uh, University of Iowa. And then my last visit was to UT, University of Texas. Nice. So so what was it that stuck out for you with Ohio State and made that the place to be? Uh, mostly, I really loved, like, the environment. Like, the like Justin is just, like, such a unique coach. Like, he just has, you know, such high energy every single day and, like, just kind of in everything that he does. Like, you can tell that he's so passionate, which was really cool. Like, I could just see that right away. And um, the team, like everybody is, you know, great friends with one of another. It's like, it's a really good culture on the team, like in training, outside of training. It's just like, you know, everyone's got each other's back. So that's, that was super cool to see when I came out. So it was mostly like the, the team and like the environment and everything. And also like campus is really big. It's got like a large student body. And those were things that I was looking for. Um, I'm a psychology major. So they have like a, a pretty good psych department. So uh, that was another check on my list. So just kind of, you know, the advice that I got when I was recruiting is you'll kind of like know, you know, it's not so much about like, um, like a list of pros and cons, like maybe some people are writing, but like when you're actually there, like experiencing it, you can kind of like, you get the feeling like, okay, I could spend four years at this pool at this school, like, you know what I mean? Like you want to go yeah. to a school where you can like really feel like at home, Yep. yep like absolutely. where you fit in the best. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned you mentioned your college coach, Justin. What are some of the similarities and differences between Justin and your club coach? Right. So uh, my club coaches, the two main ones who kind of, you know, are the head of Mile High and have been for you know many years are Jack and Jen. And um, personality wise, like I'd say big differences, but I think they all three of them have like the same like amazing eye for diving like they can really see and break down like mechanically what is making the dive work or what's making it you know fall apart or like where some of your issues are coming from and um, all three of them also have a very good way of explaining it like they don't just tell you like what's wrong with um, what you're doing or like what the error you're making is but they also like go a step further and tell you like how you should be correcting it and like what it's going to feel like and stuff like that so like from a, from a coaching perspective, I think they all have like a really great, like eye for the sport and like can see very small details. Cool. Awesome. So we kind of touched on this a little bit, but Ohio state just from the second we've interviewed oh. Jacob and Lyle, Ohio state just seems to have a ton of fun. And what's that balance like at practice when you clearly are one of the teams that's having the most fun in America, in my opinion, but you're also extremely productive and successful. How do you find that balance? Yeah, so it's super important to, you know, be working hard and to be having fun. 
because in my opinion, the best work that you're going to do is while you're also simultaneously, you know, having fun and enjoying it. Like if you're working on things and you're just miserable, it's not going to be as productive as if you're having a good time. So um, we sometimes, not super often, but one of the ways that we will like set the tone for a practice like that is we'll play a game called follow the monkey at the very beginning. I don't know. I'm sure you've heard of this. <laughs> yes, but, sir. Um, but we've got like, I don't know, six, I think 10 boards, like 10 springboards at our pool. So sometimes I've never experienced this, but sometimes use the platform. Uh, but since I've been here, only the springboards and one person will be like the monkey and they go around on every springboard and they do whatever they want to do. And like you, you have to like follow the monkey and do what they did. And like to the best of your ability. And some people get really crazy with it. Some people are more gentle, <laughs> but, but, you know, sometimes just kicking off practice that way, like, you know, just kind of having fun and, you know, trying out new things and doing things that feel weird. Cause like, that's the whole thing about diving is when you make changes, it's going to feel different and it's going to feel weird. So like, you know, just setting that tone at the beginning of practice yeah. Or maybe, and it only takes like, I don't know, five or 10 minutes to get through all that. So that's killer. I think it's one it, of the good I, ways that we like. I, I heard the inside scoop that if you lead with like a back twister, you're going to get Lyle for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, Lyle just has not figured out how to do a back or, or reverse <laughs> twister. So I, and, I mean, and NCAA champion, yeah. back inner twisters, no good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously he doesn't need it. So yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to get to him, if you want to get in his head, you know, maybe do like a back one and a half, one and a half on, or something. I yeah, don't know. I I feel like the problem with that is though, if you do that to him, you know, the next time he's the leader, yeah. you're screwed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah, Lyle's definitely got some, you know, tricks up his sleeve. So I don't even want to know what those tricks are. It sounds cool, yeah, honestly. <laughs> That 109B is coming along. That sounds <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like 8 a.m. Like, good luck. Monkey 109B. Yeah. yeah. Good luck like, on a regular hurdle. Good luck. Yeah. Like, oh, great. I'm going to do front right. quad to my butt. Like, that's nuts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're a couple weeks removed from NCs. What were your thoughts um, about that event? And then what are your thoughts now leading into the next phase of training? Yeah. So. I, I had an amazing time at NCAAs this year. Um, uh, last year as a freshman, I qualified for all three events and I got there and I just like bombed. Like I just had like a horrible meet, like all around, just like, you know, it was, it was definitely a learning experience last year. So I was happy this year to come in with two events and to be able to like substantially improve from last year. Like uh, made the B final on three meter, which was awesome. Uh, missed the A final by only a couple of points, yeah. but you know, just being a in the first NCAA final was was like an awesome experience. And then followed by the next day with an A final on platform, that was super exciting. So you know, just like you know, diving in an event like that is so cool because you know the lights are on you, like everyone's watching the pool is packed because all the swimming spectators are there. So just like a super cool experience and, yeah. you know, definitely have some takeaways. Like not all of my dives were the best that they could have been, but you know, it was definitely a solid performance and, you know, just makes me, you know, more eager to get back to work and to work on those things that I couldn't quite, you know, do in those exact moments, but overall super fantastic meet. 
had a great time. It was good to see everybody. You know, it's like such a big meet and everyone's there from all around the country. So, so yeah, really a lot of fun. So before you go, Heath, I see you have a follow yeah. up there. Yep. You're good. Um, what would you say the big kind of vibe change or what is the difference between like a prelims that seems to take a long time, very grueling, yeah. very grinding. And then you get to the B final and then you get to the A final and it's a lot faster pace. Is it easier to get in a rhythm? Like what's the differences there? Yeah, actually that was one of the things that I definitely struggled with uh, at the meet because, you know, 50 people in one event, that's, that's a long event. I think, you know, I was lucky. I went like in the first, I think within the first 10 divers both mm -hmm. days. So my event was actually only two and a half hours, but if you're diving, you know, 50th, you're in a three hour long event. So um, it's tough, you know, like the, the first day, um, you know, I didn't realize like how much time was passing and, you know, from the time you start to the time you end, you're not warm anymore. Like you're hungry, like you're getting dehydrated, like you're getting tired. So you definitely have to like manage your time. Like you have to be aware that like three hours are passing and, you know, do what you got to do, eat, drink, you know, but also from like a diving point of view, like when you get up there after, you know, two hours, you're two hours in and you're doing, you know, one dive every 30 minutes, like it's hard to, you know, be hitting those dives because that's not how we practice. So it's, it's just definitely really weird. And it takes a lot of, you know, experience and like being in long events like that to kind of get the rhythm down. Cause competing is as much of like, you know, what you're doing when you're not on the boards. Cause it's yeah. like the whole three hours. It's like, how do you use that three hours to, you know, put six good dives in the water? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I kind of want to unpack the three days. So I was just sitting here thinking about it and I wanted to just unpack it a little bit in the sense of, you know, day one men's one meter, you didn't compete, but you had a teammate win a national championship and I could be wrong about this. I need you or someone will correct me if I'm wrong. I know they will. I think Lyle was Justin's first NCAA champion. Um, I know he's had numerous junior and senior national champions, but I think Lyle may have been his first college national champion that he's coached. Did that moment when Lyle won, did, did that do something to your team of like, dang, what we're doing is working and kind of give you guys extra confidence going into the rest of the week? Yeah, uh, I want to say, like, uh, absolutely. Right. Huge motivator, you know, starting off day one with, you know, Lyle, you know, winning the national title. That was huge. Like, you know, we all knew we could do it, and we were all yeah. rooting for him. So, like, it didn't come out of nowhere. Like, Lyle's been putting in the work, and he's got an amazing list on one meter. So, yeah. we, we knew that he could do it, and to watch him, you know, follow through on that was super cool, and it definitely set the tone for the week. Like, all right, we're here, like – you know, like, like, let's get after it, you know, because that's what Lyle was doing. So, you know, yep. the next couple of days, keep it, keep that train rolling. So yeah, super cool, super motivating. Awesome. Absolutely. And then, and then really, I want to talk about the transition between day two and day three specifically for you. You know, Aaron and I were up in the stands for literally every second of diving. It felt like even the warmups. And you, you would come over to us, I think just by happenstance, I think your parents were near us and you were, you could tell like after that B final, you were not happy with your performance and you were very honest with us about that. How were you able to kind of flip that mindset because you dove lights out the next day. So, you know, how did you go from maybe, I mean, not being 
content or happy with the performance that you had? Because, I mean, most people in the country would still kill to have the performance you did. But, you know, you we could tell you weren't the happiest with your performance. And then to then flip that switch for the next day and dive lights out. What was that, you know, that 12 hours in between or that, you know, because not a long time to switch that mindset. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always tough for sure when you know that you had more to give or points left on the table and especially being so close to the A final because that was one of my big goals was to be in, you know, the A final on my events, you know, get those team points, you know, be in those big, exciting finals. Um, so, I mean, it's always disappointing when you don't perform how you know you can perform, especially because uh, in my case, it was just a couple of, you know, really little mistakes that held me back. But overall, yeah, I mean, I definitely had a, a pretty solid day on three meter. Like it was, it was nothing horrible. Like yeah. it wasn't anything crazy. It was just a couple flukes here and there. And especially in a contest like that, you can't really make too many mistakes. So, so that's, that's the real kicker probably just that I was so close. Yeah. Um, it's always hard, you know, just to be that, that first guy who didn't make it or something like that versus if you just had like a totally off day. <laughs> right. Um, right. So I think that was the, the thing that like kept me motivated for the next day was that I was so close that first day. So I knew I could do it. Like I knew that like my, my diving had been good that week. Like my practices were super solid. Like, like I, I knew, I knew I was capable of it. So just trying to, you know, get good sleep, make sure I'm eating, you know, do all the right things for the next day and just kind of, you know, stick to the, stick to the plan. Like freaking out is, you know, probably like the worst thing ever. <laughs> diving because like as soon as you lose confidence in yourself like your your dives are not going to be there so you just got to stay confident i mean diving is just one of those sports where it's like such like a day of kind of a sport i mean obviously you can yeah you know put in the work and like do everything that you possibly can do and and get yourself as consistent as you can but at the end of the day like you know people tilt a little too far forward and slip off the board and you know, like crazy stuff happens all the time. So, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Clay, we met at Winter Nationals. I had not really known much about you before that time, but I I did notice. You know, after one meter, you smoked three hundred five. After three meter, I kind of had that little antenna up, like, well, you smoked it on one meter, and then you smoked it on three meter. And then again on tower, it was again, okay, he's hit two of these 305s. What can he do on tower? Smoked it again. So, like, I kind of came up to you and we were joking around. I was like, man, I'm going to call you Mr. 305. So, talk to me about that dive. Is that your go-to dive? And if not, like, how does confidence play a role in diving? Yeah, uh, 305 is definitely a dive that, you know, I've done pretty well in the past. Um, it's like, I would say it's more consistent the higher up I go. So like on one meter, you know, it's, I can hit it really well, but sometimes maybe not. And then on three meter, it's like same sort of a deal, but like on tower, super comfortable. Um, yeah, it's like, uh, I just like that dive, I guess. Uh, I think a strong suit of mine is like, just like back in reverse, like kicking out and like, especially when I have a lot of time, it's just like, like that's my ball game. So that's so, yeah, awesome. it was fun. definitely definitely a favorite we uh we recently talked with jack ryan and i brought up you know there's obviously some secret sauce there at mile high what is it about you know backs and reverses that they must coach so well because i mean a lot of people that come from that program it's very clear 
their spotting is great. Their comeouts are great. And a lot of times they hit entries. I mean, Quinn Henninger, same kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. They definitely do an amazing job with their coaching over there. Um, lots of, like, models and kickouts. Like, they have you really focusing on, like, where you're looking. Like, when you kick out, be looking at your feet. You know, like, just kind of, like, they've just got it dialed in. And, you know, obviously practicing, you know, diving. I mean, all of us at this point have probably got, like, 10 years under our belts or something. So, it's like – definitely working with them, you know, you figure it out. So, cool. yeah. So, um, you know, when you look at your career, what area do you feel as though you've grown the most since the beginning of your diving career o outside of the obvious, you know, you're doing bigger, stronger dives, you're stronger, but like, what, what area do you like, are you proud of? Like I've grown a lot since I started. Uh, I would say definitely just like my, like mentality, like my coaches used to call it like a, like a meat mentality like um learning how to do your dives and learning how to compete are like two very different skills that divers need to get used to because you know sometimes you can do your dives super well in practice 100 percent of the time and then you get into the meet and it just like feels so different so learning how to compete and like having a good mentality i think i've come a very long way since the beginning of my career and i still have a long way to go that's something you really never stop learning but yeah awesome that's great so to this point, what's been your favorite diving memory? Um, I just, ha I would honestly have to say like all of the people that I get to meet along the way, like diving is just like such a tight community. Like it's not like a super big sport or anything. And especially at a high level, you kind of tend to see a lot of the same people over and over again. So just getting to like meet everybody from like all across the country and you know, even all across the world, like there are so many international divers that like to dive in the NC2A. So just like, you know, I'd say that experience has probably been like my favorite out of all of it. I love hearing that. And it's, it's apparent too. We got to meet um, your family. We got to meet Lyle's family. I think they were sitting next to each other in the, in the stands up there. And it was apparent that even the parents felt that same way. You know, like they've been going to these same meets and they're saying, seeing the same people in the stands and it's like, okay, well, we're in for a, a long haul here. If you're going to junior nationals at, you know, whatever, 12, 13 years old, and then hopefully NCAA finals when you're 23, you're ready to graduate. So, I mean, you got a good 10 years of the same people in the stands and it was very clear. Um, everybody was cheering for everybody. It was very fun. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Exactly. It's such a community, and I think I I love that about the sport. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just echo that all the time. Like, that's been the fun part of, like, talking to young athletes like yourself, like Jack. It's like, oh, like, now when we go – even even uh, we saw, like, the IU crew roll in the first day we were there, and it's like, oh, we literally know all these kids by first name, and, like, we can say good luck, have fun, um, you know. And so this one I'm excited for because, like – so I am an Ohio State fan. I actually believe Aaron is as well. Um, Big time. You know, Ohio State has a ton of amazing athletics. What are the other sports you like to go catch while you're there? Uh, I love to go to the football games. Uh, we get super lucky a lot of the time if they don't, like, fill up the stands completely. I mean, we've got a huge, uh, huge stadium. So if they don't fill up the all the seats, the athletes, you know, get free tickets to the football games. So we like to go to those. Uh, a lot of the other games don't have quite as much seating, you know, mm -hmm. as the shoe. Um, so we don't get a lot of free tickets to those games. So I don't get to make it out to a lot of, 
other events other than football, but I am trying to go. I think it would be really fun to go and support the other Buckeyes. We so, just had, um, did you sorry. go to any, I was going to say, do you go to any of the wrestling matches? Cause you guys have a stud wrestling team. Yeah, we really do. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't been to any of the wrestling matches, but like I said, I think I would really enjoy going and we actually just hosted, um, the men's gymnastics, big tens. So that would have been a cool one to go to. Oh, that's that cool. Sick. Very yeah, cool. For sure. Very cool. Um, and then I have another one right in a row here. And then in your spare time, what do you like to do with your spare time when you do have it? Um, in my spare time, I like to definitely hang out with the team, hang out with, you know, Lyle and all the other guys. Like we're super, we're super close team. So hanging out and, you know, just spending time is good. Um, I like to, you know, skateboard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been doing it for a couple of years. Uh, it's a pretty good way to just like get out and, you know, do something active when I'm not at the pool. Uh, yeah, spend a lot of downtime, maybe watching TV shows or get ahead on schoolwork or something. I, not I a gotta lot of free ask time, about but... skateboarding, man. Yeah, I gotta oh, yeah. ask. So, so is it like, is it like you go into your local skate park, or are you just like getting to and from one spot? Like, let's go. Let's get some details here. I was, All I right. used to be a big skater. Kid. Right. And how has Justin <laughs> not killed you for skateboarding in season? That's what where my brain goes. As a coach, I'm like. Wait, I would literally like lose my mind on my athlete if I saw him skateboarding <laughs> down the street. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, so I've been doing it for like a couple of years. Last year, I actually did use my skateboard to get to and from like the pool and classes and everything, uh, but not so much this year. Uh, yeah, pretty much just like to go to the you know local skate parks, wherever they're at. We actually have a pretty nice one right next to campus that I can like just walk to in like five minutes, so skate there a fair bit around campus too. There's some like ledges and stair sets and stuff that are pretty cool. So like you said, though, I try not to, I try to keep it pretty like mellow in season. Don't do a lot of skateboarding <laughs> like around big competitions, but like in the summertime or whatever, definitely. Yeah. I dude, I literally, it's so funny you say that because once nationals ended for me, I was immediately like, all right, I've been eyeballing this spot all year. I need to start working and trying some new stuff and doing new things but i knew once i was if i was in season and i got hurt like my coach would just kill me <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and that's always you know like when i skate i'm always like all right gotta keep you know justin in the back of my mind like yeah it's like so easy to break your wrist if you're just yeah. like you know like you just slip and put your hand out like it's done so for sure definitely got to be careful but um yeah justin's pretty cool about it i mean he you know, he trusts me to make good choices on my skateboard. And so far I haven't been hurt yet. Knock on wood. Yeah. That's what it's, I'm doing over here. It's kind of like one of those. And I, I do that with my team too. It's like, if I want to put you in a bubble, chances of you getting hurt are probably just as likely. It's like, all right, you do your thing. You can skateboard if you want, just be smart about it. And I feel like if, if you are, and you're not taking overt, you know, extreme risks, you're good. Just like, don't, do anything super crazy <laughs> yeah exactly like you know have the sense to maybe you know not skateboard a ton right before ncaa's or yeah. like you know don't try to you know send some crazy trick that you've never tried before or you know just kind of like be smart about it and you know you can I, I enjoy doing it so so okay are you goofy or regular regular uh, yeah left foot forward kind of all right guy. here's the other thing have you ever done wake surfing no, I haven't, but 
uh, I've done, you know, I skate and I snowboard. So I think like surfing and wakeboarding and stuff are next yeah. on the list for sure. Sick. It's super fun. You'll love it. Uh, my next couple are just totally unrelated to diving, but interested to get to know you more. Any recommendations for book, movie, and TV show? What are you Ooh, into? That's a good question. Um, ooh, that is a really good question. So I think, I think my favorite book would probably have to be Catcher in the Rye. It's like a super awesome book that I had to read in high school. I don't do a ton of reading, so um, yeah, probably one of my favorite books. I'm sure lots of people have read it because it's assigned yeah. all the time. But yeah, super good book. Um, let's see, good show. See, my favorite movie is probably Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, that's good a movie. good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So I'm sure lots of people haven't seen that. It's kind of old, or maybe they have, but check it out. Yeah, that's and, a good one. I just rewatched that yeah. like a week ago. I actually haven't oh, seen yeah, that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. It's got yeah, Robin Williams, it dude. It's yeah, like it's Robin Williams in his prime, a young Matt Damon, a young Ben Affleck, dude. All right, yep. I'm, yeah. I'm in. In all fairness, yeah, it's real good. I'll I'll say this because Aaron won't own this. A year ago today, Aaron had never seen the new Top Gun either. This is my favorite movie of all time, <laughs> and nice. he never nice. saw nice. it. There you go. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, that's uh, a good and one. TV show. TV show. Mm. First thing that jumps to mind is uh, something we like just finished watching. Like Lyle and I, we were watching. Uh, the good place yeah super, funny. super yes. funny haven't made it all the way through yet but definitely a fan it's pretty you funny. just lo- love when they like substitute the swear words like holy fork yeah it's exactly. like all, all the all the yeah. goofy cursing yeah it's so funny it's like it's, yeah, I don't yeah. like the the twists and everything you never really <laughs> yeah. know what's happening next super funny. yes absolutely um and then last question here is favorite osu diving alumni and a good story about them all right. I definitely would have to say um, Jacob Seiler, although it's like a super close tie between all like, you know, all the other guys. Right. Um, but that's only because this story comes to mind. Uh, so he obviously like retired right after NCAAs his last year. And then he had I, I can't even remember how long it was. It was it must have been such a long time. I want to say like six months maybe three months. It's kind of a big difference, but it was a long time. <laughs> right. And we're having our, you know, inner squad meet. And so, yeah, it must've been like, you know, in the fall next semester. Mm-hmm. So past the whole summer and we need somebody to be on each team, like doing a handstand. So we put <laughs> Jacob up on 10 meter doing his back handstand two and a half twister and he hadn't been diving at all for like the whole summer like the whole beginning of the semester like months and he gets up there and just like does two like pretty solid back handstand twisters like just some massive dd dive and just like got up there and just like did it really good you guys are just that would have to be you guys are just built different there jacob's built different there that's all jacob that's awesome that's that's too good well we'll get into our signature questions now um we don't treat failure like it's a bad thing we treat failure like an opportunity for growth you're either winning or you're learning so from that perspective what would you say your favorite failure is or just your best opportunity for growth 
definitely my handstands, like 100%. Like, I don't know, if you want to go into my dive meets and look at my averages on, like, any of my handstand dives, you may be shocked. Because I think, like, 6-2-4 on 5 meter has to be, like, not breaking 10 points on average. So, like, you know, big room for improvement there. And along with that, at NCAAs last year, I actually failed my handstand in the prelim. It was such a bummer. Um, so I th- it's probably my favorite fail. Definitely motivated me to, you know, switch things up a little bit. This year I competed in a different handstand and it went a lot better for me. And, you know, now trying to get that original 626 back. Yeah, big nice. motivator for sure. Nice. That'd be awesome. And then um, we always ask, whatever diving arena you come from, how can they improve? So NCAA, what can the NCAA do to improve? Um, actually, I think the NCAA does like a really good job all around. If I had to think of one thing, uh, they send out like a, like a post survey, like how did you enjoy it this year? Like what are things that – like they, they do look for that feedback from the divers, but uh, I never see anything like that like before for the meet like maybe Mm. you know asking the athletes about it you know like before the meet versus just after or before and after Mm. i don't know that would probably be my best recommendation yeah like things that have worked in the past that you enjoyed that you liked that you'd like to see again type of thing okay for sure um so yeah exactly yeah yeah that makes sense um and then from that, I, I try to like double it up. And this is more a coach question. I ask, you know, what can we do to improve? And then how can you specifically improve as a coach? It's a little different because you're a diver, you're in the NCAA yourself. But what do you think you could help to improve on either? I'll let you take that two ways, either from the NCAA perspective as like an organization or just specifically as a diver individually, what do you think you can improve on? Um, okay. So I think probably as a diver, what specifically can I improve on is the way I'll choose to answer. Yeah, so yeah, that's perfect. I would say I would say trying to just like enjoy the process more. It's super easy to get like caught up in like like a day-to-day kind of a mindset where you're like, oh maybe I didn't have such a good practice, like, you know, try not to let it ruin your day kind of a thing. So just trying to like enjoy the process. Like you said, fails are like always an opportunity for growth and, you know, it's never fun to fail and it can definitely hurt at times, but, you know, just seeing the bigger picture and, you know, at the end of the day, de- at the end of the day, we get to be diving and you know, that's a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so Clay, what is your favorite drill to do? It can be water, dry land, whatever you prefer. My favorite drill to do, uh, I would definitely have to say like, like, triple bouncing oh threes and oh fives like on three meter i think those are just like so much fun especially when you get into like 205 and 305 and i guess recently 405 justin has been teaching me how to bounce my inwards which i didn't do in club so yeah but that's always fun when you're you know just jumping as high as you can kicking out strong stuff like that that's what jack said yeah isn't that crazy yeah yeah most and Must he said, the, yeah, he literally said the exact same thing. He goes, I didn't have to do inwards. Thank God. And now you're like, yeah, oh, I, I, know. Gotta do this. I know. Yeah. And, um, in juniors, 
that was never a thing. Like, yeah. I think one time I even asked my coach, I was like, why don't we do triple bouncing inwards? And my coach was like, well, because that would be crazy. Like, duh. And then <laughs> so, I, yeah. and then so, I show up here and it's like, everybody's bouncing there inwards. So, so it makes perfect, perfect sense that Ohio state is doing that. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But actually super helpful. Super yeah, helpful. That's, that's awesome. Adding like the two bounce and three bounce drills in here has helped my college athletes like a lot. Like it has been oh, for sure. Like for sure. we, we were, we got introduced to that a little bit more in depth when we went down to Moss farms, thanks to John Fox. And he learned it from Drew and them. And it's like, dude, like it is a game changer. So yeah, it is I, such a game changer. I highly recommend yeah. that to any coaches listening to uh, get near a coach near you that knows what that drill is and learn from them before having your athletes do it. But it, it's a game changer. Um, Clay, best advice given and or received. Best advice given and or received. Um, okay. Uh, shout out Jen, Jen Hess back from mile high. The best advice that I think she gave me was during my first junior nationals is in Orlando, I think 2015, I really want to say not totally sure, but anyways, I was just not having a good time on three meter, like at all like super obvious and she could tell that I was just like not happy to be there. I was diving bad, you know, all those things. And she like, you know, sat down with me during the event and she told me, I think these were her exact words. She was like, you need to be, you know, like right now you're sitting there and you're looking kind of like, you know, a baby bunny. Like you look kind of meek and timid and like, you know, you don't want to be here kind of everything I just said. And she was like, she was like, so if you're going to look like that and go stand on the board and, you know, have that mindset and that mentality, then of course your dives are going to look like that. So instead, you know, she's explaining to me and I'm like 12 at this point. She's <laughs> like, you need to be like the King baby bunny. Like you need to get up on the board and, you know, you know, puff your chest out and, you know, like act like you want to be there. Even if you don't, you know, like, you know, you need to like act and like put out like, so that the results you could get will reflect yeah. that basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's great so, advice. That's great advice. Yeah, hey, definitely. I, and I just like to this day, sometimes I'm like, all right, King baby bunny, let's go. That's awesome. Like, let's do this. Yeah. It's just stuck with me. So yeah, definitely some of my favorite advice from Jen back that's cool. you know, when I was starting my career up. That's cool. I'm 100%. If I ever get fortunate enough to, uh, to commentate on an event that you're diving in again, I'm dropping that on there. Oh, like a hundred percent. And nobody knows that. I think yeah. that's the first to ever hear yeah. this story. I like, 100% going to be like, all right, King baby bunny, Clayton. King Chaplin baby bunny, let's get it. <laughs> yeah. let's get there's, it. there's yeah. your nickname, Rooney. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, sure. I love it, man. That's yeah, awesome. So you can thank you can thank Jen for that one. That's way killer. back in the day. And the thing is, it like totally worked. It yep. like snapped me out of it. I was like probably halfway through the event, and after that, I was like, you know what? Like I'm here to dive and to have fun, and like, you know, yeah. like what's the point if I don't at least practice trying to have a good mindset and yep. stuff well, like I that? Because that's such a obstacle in diving. Well, I think what you just said is key, and I want to reiterate. You said practice your mindset it is not absolutely some athletes they're they're blessed enough that they do have that mindset but the vast majority of athletes you have to practice that not even 
at every meet, like you got to practice that at every practice, every rep, like, and it's like, it really is like, that's part of your practice is to practice that yeah. mindset. And, and so many athletes wait until the meet to practice it. And then they, one thing goes wrong and they go right back into the same mindset. And it's like, you have to practice exactly. that every single time. And it's hard. It's not easy to stay in that mindset. So yeah, it's I, I think super that's difficult. great. So I, yeah, I love especially- it especially during like a three hour event, like having right. a King baby bunny mindset the entire time is like so <laughs> challenging. Cause like, Dude. if you mess up a dive, you have, you know, 30 minutes to sit there and think about it before you do your next dive. Like, I'm showing up with a sco- big sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big um, sign next year. Yeah. Yeah. Clay's, yeah. Clay's going to be up on 10. You're like, why the heck did I tell these guys this story? <laughs> what the I, really, heck? I really, I really wonder if Jen remembers that. That's uh, you, you to, gotta reach to out to her. So, yeah, but that was that's awesome. so long ago. Yeah, what, almost like ten years ago at this point, eight years ago. That makes me feel old because when you said, "Oh, I started diving in 2012," I'm like, "Oh, I was halfway through my college career." <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yep. All right, Clay. Who would you like to hear us interview next? Oh, that's a tough question because. Uh, you, and you can see. give us a couple if you want. Okay. Okay. Let me think about it. All right. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of Nicholas Sanders. He's a buddy also from Mile High. He's a diver at UVA. I think he'd be a cool interview. All right. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let me think. Um, have you guys had uh, Nick Harris? No, we actually just texted about about Nick, so that's kind of yeah. one that we have to add to the list too. Yeah, so there you go. I'll I'll leave you with awesome. those two. Yeah, seeing Nick at NCAA's was super cool. Uh, that's I think a- he'd be an awesome interview. Cool. I will I will do that. Um, and then the last question I have for you is: What question aren't we asking that we should be? Ooh. Um, I think you should be asking favorite foods. Right. Those are must know questions. All right. Very cool. Honestly, we need to add in Rooney favorite foods and childhood nicknames. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, way, that way I don't make up my own and sound like an idiot. Again. <laughs> again. Again. All the time. <laughs> but, awesome. Well, hey, so just before we get going here, just a reminder to everyone listening, camps and clinics for the summer. If you want us to advertise those for you, reach out to Aaron and myself via email or Instagram, and we'll start figuring that out with you. Um, But Clay, from me, thank you so much for joining us. We've been looking forward to this one since we met you at Winners and then got to chat with you a little bit at NCAAs. Looking forward to uh, hopefully Aaron will get to see you at the meet at WVU in May and hope you kick butt there, brother. Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, Yeah, super awesome. I love what you guys are doing with the podcast. I think it's super cool. So, yeah, thanks thanks for having me join in. Yeah, man, no worries. So if you're out there listening, uh, well, first first things first, we got to talk about the Moss Farms 2028 and Beyond Showdown. Again, that is May 27th, 28th, 29th over Memorial Day weekend. Make sure you get down to Moss Farms. Whether you're a college coach that want to do maybe a little recruiting, there's going to be some crazy elite athletes there, or you're an athlete and you maybe didn't get a specific invite, but you think you can hang. Like, we want you to come. We want you to, to show us what you got. There's going to be an incredible amount of high-level diving. You should be there. So make sure you get signed up. Go to the Moss Farms Diving website. 
It is on their events page all the way down at the bottom. Again, it is the Moss Farms Showdown. But um, hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod. Our email is thedivingpod at gmail.com. Again, t-shirts and hoodies still for sale, divingpod.itemorder.com. Enter divepod at checkout. That gets you free shipping. Clay, Mr. 305, um, you know, King Baby Bunny. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a pleasure, man. I'm, I was really excited to, uh, to get you on and hear your story. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks again. Really appreciate it. Can't believe I let the King Baby Bunny story slip out. <laughs> uh, He's no, like, I regret I this now. It's, <laughs> You know, is what it is. Run with it. We're the king baby bunny. So yeah, <laughs> thanks again. That's, That's awesome. All right, man. We'll see you next time.